Hi, uh, I'll have uh, three cups of water, no ice. Um, let's do two Jamocha shakes, two curly fries, and um, what's your biggest slaw? You have the topper, the tea, and luxury. Great, yeah, I'll do the luxury size. Do you add raisins to the slaw? Raisins are an extra four dollars. Love it. Toss them in. All right, buddy, what do you want? <laughs> Apple slices. And an order of apple slice. Wait, that's all you want. <laughs> that's not a lot of food, buddy. <laughs> yes, and an order of apple slices. Uh, guest preacher Holden, what do you want? Um, let me think. Uh, mm, mm, mm. I want to share the good word of the story with the congregation. Yeah, and my friend Holden here would like to... <laughs> Wait, why am I telling you? <laughs> oh, my. Here, Fresh, take my phone. The entire congregation is on speed dial number five. The moment they answer, you just go right on ahead. Oh, gosh. Thanks, Brother Reed. It's ringing. Hi, congregation. I wrote a rap song for you. It's me, Holden, and I'm here to say I have the most annoying story in the USA. Yeah, that's right. Get on your knees, unbuckle your dungarees, because it's story time. <laughs> From the book of Beeps and Boops, written by a bunch of VHS tapes, a story titled... Peter Robot Saves Wendy's. Beep, boop, beep, boop, knock, knock. Uh, hello, who's there? It's me, Peter Robot, and it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Did you hear the rude tone I used to say nice? I said it that way because I'm the first robot to be annoying. Uh, unless you count a Roomba. Lol, JK. Roomba is my cousin, and I love to razz him. Someone told me once that I remind them of their uncle, and I should hope so. Uh, Peter Robot, what do you mean? Um, because I am many uncles. Don't you remember? It was all over the news. Scientists gathered a bunch of uncles and zip-tied their hands together and shoved them to the ground. Stop fighting! Give in! Then they extracted exactly two of every uncle's lymph nodes. Uh-oh! Sorry, every uncle! Why lymph nodes? You're asking? Because that's how the annoyingness is stored! Just like how testicles are full of tiny half-babies and some tumors are just chock full of teeth, lymph nodes are full of all the annoying parts of an uncle. Movie quotes, in the lymph. Jokes you can't tell around ladies, in the lymph. An agonizing description of a commercial he saw once, it's in the lymph, buddy. They put all those soggy limps in a ninja blender and two minutes later had what we in the biz call a puree. Then they let me drink it because guess what? Yeah, I'm also the first robot who can drink. And the scientists prayed. Please God, let the robot be annoying. And beep, I turned on. And the first words out of my mouth, uh, whose dick do I have to suck for some more lymph nodes? Yeah, no joke, it tasted good. I didn't just want more lymph nodes, I needed them. Haha, <laughs> it's almost like I was programmed to love the taste of those runny glands. Wink. Anyway, 
Everyone was high-fiving. Someone called the president. Long story short, I have to eat Uncle Lymph Nodes. But the real takeaway? Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Um, it's me, Peter Robot, the first robot to be annoying. So the story you're probably wondering about is the time I managed the Wendy's on Coldwater Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana, United States of America. Everyone wonders about it because it made the news after the cops found the bodies. Uh-oh. Yeah, buckle up, Chuck. You fuck. Because I'm backing up a dump truck of bad memories. Beep, 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 beep. Beep! Get it? Because it's the noise trucks make when they back their ass up. Let me set this scene. It's 2024 and nobody wants to work. Yep, turns out all the new babies grew up to be even bigger babies. Rah, I can't afford food. Boo-hoo, I got a degree I couldn't afford for a job that doesn't exist. Uh, mama, please can Uber help me? By insulin? The bigwigs and CEOs replaced most workers with robots. No problem. Got a Roomba to clean, a Toomba to dig graves, and a Woomba to toss placentas in the dumpster. Gross! Pretty much all the top jobs were taken care of, with one exception. Managers! See, managing isn't just about doing a task. It's about being a friend, an ally, but also being a sneaky little dick. That's why they made me, Peter Robot, the, 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 the first robot to be annoying. Before I go any further, let me say one thing. Just because I'm annoying doesn't mean I'm not deep. Yeah, I'm also a lonely robot. See, I didn't have a family growing up. Uh, because I was a robot, idiot. All I had was one crusty old man I called Robot Tech CEO Chuppy Goldenrod because his name was Chuppy Goldenrod and he was the CEO of Robot Tech. He was my proud papa. He told me that. He looked me in my red scanning eye beam like from Battlestar Galactica and said, I'm proud of you, Peter Robot. I was so happy, I hugged him really hard. His eyes got big, beep, beep. I hugged harder and harder. His bones made funny noises. Everyone yelled, stop it, stop it, you're killing him. That's how I learned people die when they get hugged. Or at least Chubby Goldenrod died because a robot popped all his organs. Yuck, you can't mop that up with a million billion paper towels. No, sir. Everyone threw a huge stink. The district attorney tried to throw me in jail, but I was only six days old, a baby myself. So the DA couldn't do shit. Put him in the paddy wagon. Nuh-uh. I just got a slap on the robo wrist. Beep, boop. Anyway, back to how participation trophies destroyed the economy. No one wanted to be manager, which meant Famous Dave and Ronnie McDonnie were barking and foaming in their graves, clawing at the thighs of their buried servants. The original recipes were falling apart. The customer was not always right. So the research team hosed off all the CEO blood and sent me, Peter Robot, to the Wendy's on Coldwater Road. I went to the door and said, knock, knock, who's there? Uh, it's me, Peter Robot, your new manager. But it wasn't that easy. That's right. 
I still had to pass an interview. A test of my skills. I'm talking emotional assessment. I'm talking herd pack management. But most of all, I'm talking being annoying. Because that's what a manager does. The staff of the Wendy's looked at me seven feet tall, 850 pounds of chrome metal, two big robo pincers, an oscillating laser eye going zoom, zoom, and on my Bob Marley necktie, an American flag pin, beep, boop. A tiny lady from Wendy's corporate did the interview. Gosh, I would say, I was sweating bullets, but that wouldn't happen until scientists invented Skin Gun, the first robot to use skin to shoot. She asked her first question. Peter, why do you want to be part of the Wendy's family? Beep, boop, oh gosh. What should I say? Um, beep, boop. Ever since I killed my father, I've wanted a new daddy. She smiled. Where do you see yourself in five years? Buried deep down in the dirt. Uh-oh, I didn't know I was also a prophecy bot. If you could add a new item to our menu, what would it be? the lymph nodes of every uncle. I had to wait five whole minutes before they told me, Peter Robot, uh, you got my job. Turns out there was no other applicant. The interview was just a formality. The system works, the system works. The next day I started managing. I showed up a half hour before opening. I wore a tie with piano keys, the Wendy's manager polo, and no pants, just like Donald fucking Duck. I stood behind the register and called to my new team. Boop, boop, knock, knock, uh, who's there? It's me, Peter Robot, and I have been programmed to be your manager. No one gave even a tiny shit. I'm talking people rolling their eyes, shaking their heads, full on ignoring me. I had to pull out all my skills. I grabbed the mic at the register and spoke over the speaker. Uh, beep, boop, anyone here? I tapped on the mic with my robo pincers. Hello? Come on, get your rears and gears. Boop, boop. That did the trick. Everyone approached. I got a good look at my team. There was Dusty, a skinny meth head with a bowl cut, a snot-nosed suck-up named Corby Stewhouse, the Tumble Twins, Gunther and Gordo, and Silent Eddie, a 400-pound emotionally scarred quiet boy with gentle eyes. And of course, Chet. Hey, robot. Say it, don't spray it. Oh, Chet, he was so cool. Nothing impressed him. He sat on the fryer, Converse high tops dangling in the oil. He didn't care about nothing. I knew exactly how to impress him. A quote from a popular film. Beep, boop, put it on my tab. <laughs> Do you remember Steve Carell saying that in the 2007 comedy, Dan in Real Life? I don't. I've never seen a movie. But... Inside every Uncle Lymph node was a smorgasbord of popular film and sound bites. I'm talking, hey, I'm walking here. I'm talking, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. I'm talking, do not go in there. <laughs> anyway, Chet must have loved Steve Carell because he chuckled cheerily, and seeing him relax got the rest of the team on board. I like that movie too, said Cormie. Ugh, what a suck up. Okay, team. We're gonna beep, we're gonna boop. Everyone put your pincers in the middle and count to three. Zero, 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 one. Zero, zero, one, zero. Zero, zero, one, one. Wendy's! Everyone got to work. The Tumble Twins manned the drive-thru. Cormy took the register. Silent Eddie looked over the fryers with a thousand-yard stare. Dusty cut his ring finger with a knife. 
and Chet smoked a joint in the freezer. What a day! Customers came to me with complaints. This junior bacon cheeseburger tastes like marijuana. So I made them feel better. Beep boop! Do you remember in the 40-year-old virgin when Steve Carell says, Kelly Clarkson? Beep boop! They started laughing super fucking hard. So I did too! I was living big and loving my job. I got to help customers plunge tampons out of the ladies' toilet and bond with my team. I even got Silent Eddie to crack a smile when I reminded him of the 2004 film Napoleon Dynamite. Tina, beep boop, come get your ham. But the staff still didn't trust me. After a whole day, they made jokes among themselves, and when I came by, they fell silent. When I announced the new shifts, everyone got mad just because I didn't schedule time off for sleeping or brushing your teeth. That's when my programming kicked in. See, the scientists filled my robo-brain with all kinds of tricks to consolidate human personalities and bend them to my will. Beep boop. And the best one? It's called the linchpin strategy. You find the toughest personality of the group and you get them on your side. Then the rest of the pins, human personalities, that is, fall into place. Chet came out of the freezer reeking like weed. I'm taking off early. Peace. I just shook my head back and forth, chuckling quietly over the grinding of metal on metal. Oh, Chet, I will tame you yet. Put it on my tab. The next day, I started our morning meeting, but Chet wasn't there. Instead, he strolled in midway through and missed all my best quotes from popular movies. I was mad. Uh, knock, knock, who's there? Chet, and he's late. What's the deal, Chet? Chet just rolled his eyes, and the rest of the team went, oh, ho, 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 ho. Because he was such a bad boy. Shove it up your asshole, you metal goober. Oh, and this was it. My first real challenge. I had one chance to impress my team and get them under my robo-thumb. Hey, Chet. By any chance, do you have a nephew? Chet screwed up his eyes at me. Yeah, I got a little nephew. What's the matter to you? I stabbed his neck with one robo-pincer. Another pinched his armpit. Oh, God! No! Rip! Blood was everywhere. The tumble twins were screaming. Gormy was blubbering, and Silent Eddie was silent. I squashed those limps in my pincers and drank them down. If you've ever seen a robot drink, it's... Uh, uh, it's gross. Lots of sputtering and metallic clanks and grinding gears. It sounds like a vacuum sucking a wet penny's dick. Down those runny lips went, and at once I felt my power grow. Knock, knock, I demanded of my team. They cowered in fear. I said, knock, knock. Who's there? They each responded in terror. Respect for your manager. Chet was unconscious from the loss of body fluid. But I'll tell you what, I never felt such obedience and attentiveness in my whole robo life. The strategy worked. Plus, I had two new quotes, so I used both of them. My wife. Welcome to Earth. Everyone got wrecked to work. But now we were short exactly one check. So I sent Gormy to the freezer to smoke weed while I manned the register. Ha <laughs> ha. Or should I say roboted? Lol. That's a joke I just made. I looked super cute in my little Wendy's hat, and I won over every customer big time. Welcome to Wendy's, home of the Peter Robot. Can I take your order? One person got mad when they didn't get one of my movie quotes. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers hug. And they said, um, can I speak to your manager? And I said, uh, yeah, that would be me. 
<laughs> we had a big laugh about it. But the best part? Every time I saw a man with a mustache or a tucked in graphic t-shirt, I got to do my favorite thing. I looked them dead in the baseball cap and said, do you have a nephew? And then I drank their lymph nodes, slurp. I drink it up. <laughs> like from that movie about oil and abandoning your boy. I think it was called, there will be oil. So here's something science doesn't want you to know about extracting lymph nodes from unwilling subjects they don't like. They'll throw a big fit, bleed all over the floor, refuse to wake up, and sometimes, in pure disobedience, they'll stop their own hearts. Uh, bye, Felicia. My team was working faster and more scared than ever. Our Wendy's was open 26 hours a day, and the bathrooms were so clean you could eat a baked potato with a urinal cake. But we had a new problem. Where to put the uncles? I used my management skills to solve the problem. Hey, Cormy, Silent Eddie, get over here. I pretended to throw a lasso and reel them in like a fishing line. Take up the tiles and toss these uncles under them. Up them Then I did the dance, and they both grinned a little grin because they remembered the music video. It was popular! Cormy and Silent Eddie buried all the uncles who didn't want to live hard enough. Their every movie quote swirling in my robot guts. They had to dig through solid concrete, you betcha. But my managing skills motivated them so hard they could do anything, even dig a big hole. See ya, uncles. Now, believe it or not, despite all the lymph nodes, all my programming, the unthinkable happened. People stopped coming to our windows. I checked our Yelp page and shivered from the top of my antenna to the bottom of my little stompers. This Wendy's smells like a slaughterhouse. The buns are stale. The manager keeps quoting Austin Powers and it's not funny. Oh, behave. I pushed the team to work day and night to improve. I coated the floors in a thin layer of ketchup, see? So it would smell nice. I dunked all the buns in milk so they'd stay soggy. Nothing worked. Reviews just turned worse. My whole family and dog slipped on the floor. The manager is a big robot, and he's scary because he's big. The buns aren't stale enough. Soon, our sunlit dining area was empty. Profits dipped. Famous Dave, the founder of Wendy's, cursed me from his hot hole in hell. But worst of all, I stopped seeing uncles. Uh-oh. It was one thing to not have customers, but without uncles, I just, I wasn't very annoying. I wore plain ties. And if I quoted movies, it was boring stuff like Blackfish or The House of Sand and Fog. In the valley of my despair, Cormy came into my office, the family bathroom, and asked a tough question. Sir, are we going out of business? I tried to think of a movie quote to soothe her, but I couldn't. Nothing came to mind. I started crying, which is something robots have been doing forever, ever since R2-D2, that coward! Cormy sat next to me on the infant changing table. What's wrong, Peter Robot? I told her the only way I could. Knock, knock! Who's there? Me! And I'm not annoying! She held me tight, and we cried, and cried, and cried. Robot tears are lube. By the way, is there anything I can do to make you feel better? Suddenly, the thought came to me. I couldn't help it. I was desperate. Do you... Do you have a nephew? She started to say, yeah, when I pinched her armpits with my pincers. Rip. Ah! 
I had her lips in my claws, and down they went. Nom, 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 nom. I felt powerful yet different. See, Cormie was an uncle, sure, but a female uncle, if there is such a thing. I've always loved you, she said, shivering on the bathroom floor. I responded, but not with a movie quote. Uh, I'm only like three weeks old, so that makes you a perv, you perv. See, whereas a male uncle is annoying, a female uncle is kind of judgy. That's just biology, I think. Anyway, the unfathomable duality of uncles filled me up. My pistons hummed, my fiber optic cable sizzled, my fuselage creaked, and my little metal butt puckered. It was like an uncle speedball. I couldn't control myself. I'll have what she's having. I stormed out of the bathroom. Dusty was in the way, so I threw him aside and stomped on his femur. Tis but a flesh wound. I had to save the Wendy's. It was my purpose. The lymph nodes of the female uncle gave me incredible power. I wasn't just annoying, I was decisive. There weren't any patrons? It smelled like a slaughterhouse? I knew just how to fix that. More doors! With a heave, I ripped the deep fryer from the kitchen floor and threw it through the glass facade of the dining room. I'm in a glass cage of emotion! Anchorman, remember that one? Outside, cars were passing by. Cars full of people! People not having windies! I stormed after a Ford Taurus full of teens and picked it up over my gleaming cunt head. I spat out a mouthful of Polly Shore. If your eggs, cause I'm wheezing all your grindage, just chill. And I threw the car into the windies. There were two other cars with families at a red light, so one by one I picked them up, screaming famous movie quotes. Not my gumdrop buttons. I have got to give you one of those. You can do it all night long. Cars piled up in the dining room. Families spilled out, screaming and crying, making their way to the counter to order hot honey chicken sandwiches and side orders of sliced apples. It was working! Ogres are like onions! You're a wizard, Harry! Give him my belly! Police sirens started wailing, helicopters flying overhead, and the biggest cop shouted at me with a megaphone. Freeze, robot! That was when my programming did something strange. I obeyed! Just because a cop was talking. See, if there's one thing managers do before anything else, and that includes being annoying, it's this. They bow to the capitalist hegemony. I laid down on the pavement, lymph nodes stewing in my robo-tummy, and said my last movie quote ever. I had nipples, Greg. Boop, boop. Could you milk me? Anyway, long story short, the cops found the big hole full of uncles, not to mention the cleanest bathroom this side of the Mississippi. This time I was tried as an adult, even though I was only like a month old. This is because I was a manager of a Wendy's. See, before any specific age or signifying ritual like getting a boner or smoking a cigar, managing a Wendy's makes you an adult. The DA finally got to throw the book at me. Put him in the paddy wagon. In jail, famous Dave's slew of adopted children visited me and gave me the Wendy's Medal of Honor. They said I had saved the franchise. Then the Robotech advisors visited and said they were making a whole line of Peter robots. Wowee! I'm the king of the world! Titanic. But that still didn't stop what was next. Yep, execution! They bound my pincers behind my back and led me to the prison courtyard. It was dawn. 
dew fresh on the grass, morning doves singing their hoo-hoos. My whole Wendy's team was there to see me off. Dusty, Gunther, Gordo, the small lady from corporate, Silent Eddie, even Gorman. She was still alive! They executed me the only way you can execute a robot. Ready, aim, fire! Dozens of bullets popped into my Bob Marley tie, destroying my American flag pen. Lymph juice and oil sprayed out, filling the air with a rainbow mist. I said my last words. Knock, knock. Who's there? Silent Eddie stood over my body and laid his hand over my scanning red eye beam as it went still. He drew a deep breath and answered my last question. Bit a robot, he said. Then with a tear, the first robot to be my hero. He could talk the whole time! The story must be told. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. Give me, uh, give me my other Jamocha shake. Give it to me. Oh, fuck, that's good. What else do I got? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me my slaw. Let me grab it here. <coughs> what the fuck? I asked for raisins. Is it so hard to give a man raisins in his slaw when he asks for them? I work all day. And because I labor, I am entitled to raisins where I ask them to be. And when it's my turn, I'm gonna yeah. That was the story must be told. I'm Gunther. And I'm Gordo. And, and we're the, the Tumble Twins. We, we didn't have a speaking line in this story, despite being mentioned by name. The best way to support us is by joining our Patreon. Patreon.com slash T-S-M-B-T Every dollar helps us afford sound effects, costumes for live shows, paying artists to make our props, and design art for us. But it also gets you extra content. The Tumble Twins are not identical. For example, I, Gunther, have Bring Him Need More Syndrome, a recessive gene appearing on the 15th chromosome that doctors once called the fabled die ironically disease. Whereas I, Gordo, have no such genetic predisposition to death and will therefore live forever. Gordo! $5.22 gets you a bonus goofy chit-chat podcast called The 522 Club. And for $17.17, we'll read a petition in your name during the storage services. Patreon.com slash T-S-M-B-T. Gordo, what's wrong? Gunther, I am dying, ironically. But, Gordo... You don't have Brigham Need More Syndrome. Gunther, I never got tested. I was, I thought I 
could avoid it if I never knew. Ironic, isn't it? We're, We're more, more identical, identical than, than we ever knew. You can also buy some story artwork drawn by our own brother Reed. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash read farts. Read F arts. Get episode specific artwork, a frame print, or a poster. We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, I'm Gunther. And I'm Gordo. And we're the Tumble Twin. I should be saving this for later in the episode, not the first thing you listen to, but I gotta warm up, and it's your price to pay. It hurts when I hurt myself. Ow! No one told me it would hurt if I hurt myself. Ow! The story must be told. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.